Hello friend, I am Maria, and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. This particular episode is from a series we call Conversations with a Collective. In this series, I'm accessing the depth and the breadth of the collective human consciousness on planet Earth. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the questions and comments that I receive back from the collective. Enjoy! For those of you that don't know, my book, my first book, is now out. It is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a child of love. And this book is going to change your life. This book is about manifestation. I also wanted to let you know that I have charged it personally for anybody that purchases this book to literally set you up with the right frequencies for abundance. Literally, this book is going to be a true catalyst in your life. I'm not kidding you guys. There is real white magic that is working through this book. There is a barrier to entry that, you know, I as a being of light, I, I have my own guides that work with me. Um, they wanted to have a barrier to entry on the ancient knowledge that came through this book, right? Hence the price. But, but if you feel serious about unlocking your abundance, this is the book for you guys. I'm not kidding. It's going to work with your body, with your energy field on more levels than one. It is a multi-layered book. There are only a few books like that on the face of planet earth today it is quite rare so if you want to check it out and if you want to really literally notice and see the big difference of and having your life transform highly recommend you get yourself a copy do yourself a favor you'll thank me later i promise hello everyone and welcome to another episode of conversations with a collective i've missed you all it has been a while since we did our last episode yeah um as always, um, in, in this format, I'm able to tap into the human collective consciousness on planet Earth. And um, through that, um, I'm able to essentially, as we're having our conversations, as we're diving deep into spiritual topics and otherwise, I'm able to tap into what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and today is going to be no different. Um, per usual, we're going to dive into a topic today. Um, I have selected a topic. I was very excited about it. Um, we are also going to have one quick detour today, just based on my quick scan of the collective, which is not what I normally do, but you guys, <laughs> you need a breather. So I have to do this one today. So stay tuned. And then towards the middle slash the end, there is going to be an opportunity for the collective to ask me questions. Now, of course, as a listener of the podcast, per usual, you're not going to hear the questions, but I, I'll do my best to translate them and obviously answer them. I have to give this disclaimer uh, just because we're getting a lot of new podcast listeners and I really, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. I want to make sure, you know, whatever we're doing here serves you, uh, serves humanity at large and essentially is clear. You know, don't want to confuse anyone whatsoever. Um, in fact, I want to do quite the opposite. So today, today we're going to be talking about anchoring and grounding. This was the topic that I really wanted to, you know, come in and talk to you about, uh, grounding or earthing. Um, and so I'll, I'll, well, first I'll let you know why you should be excited about it. 
Um, and then we're going to dive into exactly what that means, why you should care, how to do it, the nitty gritty. Obviously, we're going to do the big picture, like more universal stuff. You know, we're going to look at grounding, anchoring at soul level. I'm going to talk you through what ends up happening. You know, what are the, the common mistakes, state of humanity as it relates to anchoring your own energies into this incarnation, etc., etc. which I am very excited to dive into this topic. However, however. As I started the session today, um, I took a glance at the human collective, which is what I normally do. And it is my job, obviously, to serve humanity as best I can, given the resources and the talents that I do have. And one of the things that I have noticed is that you guys are in a state of, of turmoil, internal and external. Um, when I did my predictions for the year 2021, um, I mentioned that this was going to be the year of finding your inner balance. I mentioned that this was going to be the year where a lot of questions that are fundamental questions as it relates to your incarnation, to your life, are going to come front and center for you. You know, am I at the right job? You know, am I with the right person? Am I happy? Why am I here? You know, what's my mission, et cetera, et cetera. So this, it's almost like this fundamental foundational questions are coming up for all of you. And so essentially what, what is so distracting is me looking at the state of humanity today and finding you smack in the middle of that balancing act. So the way this looks to me, uh, just so you understand is imagine there's a tumultuous sea or almost like an ocean and it is an icy cold ocean. Uh, which essentially represents the state of the human human collective consciousness right now. Um, and this ocean is having is going through like um, a little bit of a stormy period. So it's kind of like the gray skies right now. It's not necessarily bright and sunny. And I see humans, like each of you essentially, uh, being, um, you know, like stranded on this like small icicles, essentially, like floating... Um, uh, patches of ice um, that are floating in this vast ocean and each of you like first and foremost each of you are on your own individual patch so one thing that's quite peculiar about this time is it's almost like every person feels like they're in it for themselves or like there is a lot like a big chunk of sense like there's loneliness to the next degree you know there's like loneliness around like I'm bored, you know, there's that kind of loneliness that humanity experience, experiences sometimes, but this one is very different. This is like the I'm lonely in my battles type of loneliness. And that's why I felt like, despite whatever agenda I may have had for this episode, um, you guys need to hear something that's fundamentally different. So a lot of you are going through the balancing act, trying to find your inner center, trying to find essentially peace of mind and light at the end of the tunnel, despite everything that is going off or going wrong, going south, essentially, in your life. Um, some of you are feeling like the situation that you're at, whether that is work-related, family-related, relationships, as it relates to your goals, what have you, you don't feel the stable ground um, under your feet. Again, you are essentially in the waters of the ocean, balancing on a small icicle or like a patch of ice, which is the opposite of feeling stable. It is the opposite of feeling grounded. It is the opposite of feeling secure. It is the opposite of feeling like you are in control. Now, what a lot of you are trying to do is, again, find balance. And so I see you shifting your weight from your left foot to your right foot. I see you kind of like not necessarily making moves because, again, like the small patch of ice is quite... Um, um, it doesn't really give you an opportunity to make fast change 
or move around at all. So a lot of you are actually quite stagnant in that balancing act. So you're like stuck in that moment in time, not necessarily feeling like you're empowered or able to make the moves at this point in time. And so a lot of you are trying to find balance. But what I want to tell you is you don't need balance at this point in time. What you need is perspective. What you need is a different vantage point. And I'll give you a good analogy, right? So if, if what I just described feels like you, at least in one area of your life, what you need is to rise up to a different height, right? To literally like soar above the situation and look at it from the top. Because essentially you are too much in the weeds is what ends up happening. From the place of being in the weeds, your consciousness is operating at a micro level. It is too engrossed in the detail. And as you are engrossed in the detail, you are unable to see the bigger picture. So what I'm here to tell you is if you're feeling discombobulated, then the best thing you can do for yourself, your life and your future is to be able to find high ground. You can do that a couple of different ways. You can find find high ground quite literally in the physical reality of your life. What what does that mean? Go to the mountains. If you can, you know, if if you can take a weekend off and literally fly somewhere or drive to a mountain, it doesn't even have to be a high mountain. It doesn't have to be the Everest. It doesn't have to be Kilimanjaro. It can be a smaller mountain. Um, or even honestly, it can be even be like a, like a hill, like a tall hill. You really just need the vantage point. And so as you go up that mountain, whether you travel there or you just like hike or walk, um, you want to select like a really, really high, um, like vantage point essentially in the physical landscape. And you want to plant yourself at the top of that mountain, at the top of that hill. And you want to create some space and calm for yourself at least 15 to 20 minutes, at least. I mean, obviously, if you <laughs> if you flew very far, you want to stay at the mountain for like at least a day, you know, like make like a really, really good day out of it. Um, and you really want to meditate. And as you're meditating, um, you really want to make sure that you're kind of like accentuating this vantage point. So um, I'm going to give you a quick meditation. It's, it's really, really simple. Anybody can do it. Um, and it's, it's more of a state of mind because I need to get you out of this tumultuous ocean. And the way to do that is not to try to find another patch of ice by, by trying to find another patch of ice. It's not by trying to swim, actually, is by soaring above one more time. So in terms of meditation, it's actually really simple. So whether you are able to go travel to, you know, the higher latitudes or you're unable to do that and you, you're just, you know, the only thing you can afford is your couch or right now maybe it's like not the right timing for you in terms of travel. Um, close your eyes and you want to start with like really deep breaths in your belly. And you want to notice how your belly is really constricted because the balancing act that you guys are doing on this like little patch of ice is really engaging your core specifically in your belly area. So 
enough of you and you're not even present to that but and it's a shadow right enough of you don't even know that your bellies are constricted right now your stomachs are constricted it's literally like there's like barbed wire bowen bowen into your stomachs um they're that constricted i can feel it in in you know in me right now essentially um and you're even unaware that that tension is even there so you want to liberate your breath your belly breath so you want to take 10 deep breath breaths in and out don't rush but you want to breathe in with your belly deep in and out right and as you're doing that on the um on the in breath when you're breathing in and when you're expanding your belly imagine that there is like all the wires and it's that are kind of like constricting your belly um all the like metallic grids however you want to imagine them the cages um the metallic cages that are caging your belly you want to imagine them expand with your breath and you want to imagine them expand outside of the dimensions outside of the um range of your body your physical body right and that is something that is going to prevent that constriction that's going to help you work through that tension in your belly so that is the number one important thing then you want to do hard breaths that is the second most important thing as we're you know as we're meditating here uh, so the first 10 set of breaths was in the belly the next 10 set of breath breaths you want to imagine activating a heart center so you want to do again deep breaths uh, imagining that you know on the in breath your heart expands and then on out breath your heart contracts and then do 10 of these again very deliberate very slow um, and this is the heart the heart breathing is going to um, get the energy flowing in your heart center um, and it's going to again because the heart energies are really really stagnant anytime you're doing the balancing act is an act of survival one thing I, I you know I want to draw your attention to is that the balancing act is engaging your lower centers your lower chakras as it does so not only is it creating constriction on energy blockages in your lower chakras and what are the lower chakras right these are the chakras that are associated with your sense of security with your sense of well-being these are the chakras when, when the energy is not flowing they're going to give you all kinds of health issues etc etc so feeling and staying in this absence of balance for a prolonged amount of time is actually and not not a healthy state for you right so i'm trying to get you out of the state when uh again when this constriction in the lower chakras happens the flow of chi the flow of prana the flow of energy in your body is essentially constricted it doesn't it's not it's not able to move up your kundalini is essentially stuck um, so your flow of energy is not able to move up so your heart center being that bridge chakra being the you know one of the essentially borderline higher chakras is not getting enough sustenance so it's almost like the blood you know doesn't flow properly and so you want to get that constriction um, removed right um, and so the last set of 10 breaths that we're going to do is going to be in the third eye center so imagine you can actually even take two fingers and lightly tap on the center of your forehead which is like essentially where your third eye is located right and you want to do the light tapping motions and as you're doing that do the 10 breaths in and out and you really want to activate your third eye because the third eye combined with your heart chakra is going to enable you 
and set you up for success around your decision making. So now that we've activated the three centers with your breath, right, especially if you're on, you know, on the top of the mountain, you're going to really benefit from this practice. But even if you're not, not no matter where you are, right, you want to close your eyes and you want to imagine that no pun intended. There's a mountain in front of you. Even if you're on top of the actual physical mountain, this one is etheric mountain, right? Imagine that there is a mountain that essentially is your personal Everest, right? And it is the mountain that essentially contains all of your personal wisdom. This mountain contains your personal energies and the energies of your spirit guides, of your higher self, of all the good forces that are assisting you in this journey. And I want you to imagine that you're going up that mountain at your own pace, right? And as you're going up that mountain, you want to again breathe in and out quite deeply. And you want to make sure that you remember to breathe in the light and release all the toxins, right? Again, breathe in the light and release in all the worries, all the fears, um, especially the sense of loneliness um, and anything that is constricting your movement or your flow. So you want to keep releasing that as you're going up that mountain. And then imagine, because obviously this is a meditation, so essentially you are imagining everything, right? You want to imagine that you are going straight to the top of that mountain, right? And you are planting yourself at the very top and you can you know, be seated in a lotus pose or whatever, any other pose that feels good to you. And then you want to imagine that there is a flower that is opening up at the very top of your head, right? So you're sitting on top of the mountain and then there is a flower that opens up at the top of your head. The flower is going to be very different from each of you, uh, for each of you. It's going to be, you know, for a lot of you, it's going to be your uh, spirit flower, your soul flower, uh, which essentially is, you know, the flower that is most connected to your higher self. It's most connected to your journey. Um, it is your guardian plant. And as this flower unfolds and opens up its petals, what you want to imagine is that there is a stream of golden white light that is streaming up from the heavens or up from the sky um, and falling down on the petals of this flower um, and then it kind of like saturates that flower and as it does so it then falls down on you and it envelops your whole body in this like etheric white golden glow and as it does so that same energy also flows straight into the middle of the mountain that you're sitting on at the core of the mountain connecting with the heart of the mountain which is the heart of wisdom um the heart of that mountain, you can feel free to go down the mountain with me, right? Like in your mind's eye. The heart of the mountain is going to feel very different depending on, um, you know, the individual. For some of you, it's going to unfold like fiery lava. For another one, uh, for somebody else, it may look like a crystal or it may actually look like a symbol of some sort. You know, it could be sacred geometry. It could be um, a book. Like I've, I've seen all kinds of hearts in the mountain. But just know that that symbol is the symbol of your wisdom. And this is kind of like your guardian symbol. Um, and the heart of your 
mountain, the personal mountain of your wisdom and the wisdom of your guides has the answers to any questions that you might have. And so it is from being fully connected to the heart of your personal mountain and the flower on top of your head, which essentially is a straight line, right? So you're the bridge between um, the top of the um, the top of your head and the flower that's there, as well as the heart of that mountain. And there's like a straight line that can be drawn between, you know, the two points, the flower and the heart of the mountain. From this place of being fully centered, right? This is your place of balance. What does this mean, right? You cannot find balance on the little patch of ice that is your life. Because your life is transient. The waters of your life are ever-changing and ever-shifting. Everything is dynamic. Everything is flow. And very often when the flow gets too tumultuous, it does not serve your decision-making. And so you need to find that inner core strength and center before your decision-making can serve you. And so it's from the position of being fully aligned with your personal mountain of wisdom and your personal flower of wisdom, being empowered by the energy of the higher cosmic spheres, which is essentially this guiding gold white light, that you should be able to achieve a state of greater understanding. So it is from this state that you may want to reminisce and ask yourself in the universe the same questions that you have been grappling with all this time that are causing the disbalance in your life. Whether it is your job, your relationships, your, you know, certain health issues, whatever that is, right? From this place of being fully centered and fully balanced, you can finally get the vantage point and the answers that you have been seeking. This is essentially, you know, how um, like a bird, like an eagle, bird of prey, you know, soaring high above would perceive reality, right? Like you're not in the weeds of something, you're soaring above it all, right? And then there is a little bit of a sense of dissociation with your life, right? Where you almost are able to, you know, both be the person that is sitting on top of the mountain as well as be the being that is witnessing the person who's sitting on top of the mountain reminiscing, right? And trying to hold both of these perspectives at the same time can really open up your higher centers. Again, the reason I wanted to give this to you is for the single reason that it's impossible to find balance when you're in the weeds, when you're in the trenches, when you're down in the gutter. Balance does not exist there. It's the lower planes of existence. The lower planes of existence have duality, dichotomy, chaos, you know, and all of the things that are confusing. That is not where you go for answers. That is not where you go for counsel. That is not where you go to understand your purpose, your mission, or anything that's going to shift your life and upgrade you. That is not where those answers are to be found, right? You really want to rise above the temporal 
into the eternal. Right? Not to be too lofty, but this practice works. So you try it out and you know, you'll see the you'll see the difference. That's that. That's that. That was a detour, you guys. Was not planning on doing it. I hope that whoever needed to hear this heard this and is either going to take a trip to the mountain or is going to take a good 30 minutes out of their busy day towards the end or the beginning or whenever that serves them to do this practice in the comfort of their home. By the way, no harm done. You can do it more than once. Also, if you're going to go to the mountain or even if you're just doing this practice, wherever, honestly, wherever you're doing this, grab a piece of paper or a journal or something to write on because from that state, you may get insights that you may want to write down. I encourage you to like literally, you know, break the meditation, write them down, go back in. Don't worry about breaking your connection. The types of insights that are going to be coming to you are going to be really, really important. You may be transferred transferred codes. You may be transferred whole sentences. Like write down whatever comes through. Even if it doesn't make sense, just write it down. You'll figure it out later, right? Um, sometimes when higher realm type of information comes through it comes through very transiently right so as in it's only here temporarily so you have to catch it while it lasts right it's not going to be here forever um and it's kind of like you know in one ear and out the other so it's very important when you in when you are in that heightened state to maximize it for your daily life and that's why journaling in that process during that process can really help anyhow Today, we wanted to talk about anchoring, or shall I say, I wanted to talk about anchoring. There are many reasons for that. You know, obviously, um, you know, I'm going through my own experiences as well. I'm monitoring humanity. I'm looking at a lot of different things. Um, I'm also monitoring, you know, what's happening in the world um, and overall in the teachings. And um, when I find that something is not being talked about or is not being talked about to, to the right degree, I feel compelled, I feel called to, uh, you know, share the news, spread the gospel, and, 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 and really um, have a conversation with you. So anchoring is one of those things. Anchoring is one of those topics. Now, in the spiritual community, a lot, enough people talk about grounding. Grounding is like one of those things. It's, it's kind of like a popular thing to do. Um, a lot of people who are, you know, spiritual people, um, especially the ones that, you know, start um, having their higher centers open, worry about not being grounded enough. And generally that, um, you know, what is known is that unless you're grounded, essentially your potential for being Causing results, um, making an impact in the physical becomes limited, right? Um, now, we all know that, or maybe we don't, right? Um, if you have listened um, to my episode on enlightenment, um, then you know that people who are, the more enlightened you are, the more energy you have in your higher spheres and essentially... Um, it's, you know, a truly enlightened person is somebody who's 80% of their energy is in their crown center, you know, in their seventh chakra, right? Which is quite unheard of. That, those are not the most grounded people. So if you came here, you know, to, to live in Tibet and, you know, meditate in the Himalayas and, you know, be a Buddhist monk, then 
uh, you probably being grounded is probably not a very big value for you. However, for the rest of humanity, it is. Um, however, one thing that I don't see spoken about enough is the concept of anchoring. And grounding, you guys, cannot happen without proper anchoring. Um, it's almost like one is the precursor to the other. So why don't we go, you know, up a notch a little bit, and I'm going to explain um, how the energy gets um, to, well, essentially what happens when you incarnate, right? And we've kind of been there before quite a few times, but uh, now I think we're ready to like look at it from a slightly different angle. So when your higher self chooses to project a part of itself into an incarnation, essentially it shoots off a ray of energy, um, you know, that is like a part of itself, right? It would shoot it off into uh, the matrix, essentially, this virtual reality, so that um, that part of your higher self could experience this particular incarnation that is pre-planned, predestined, all the good stuff. Now, the way you should think about it, it's almost like, imagine that matrix is a spherical structure. Imagine that the matrix is the sphere, right? So essentially you are projecting something from the high realms of consciousness and it comes as a stream. So imagine there is like one stream of energy that is entering the sphere. And that sphere is essentially the incarnation, right? And so as that stream of consciousness merges, not, not merges, but starts penetrating the sphere, what comes out on the other side, and now we're from within the sphere, right? Like imagine that we are within that sphere and there is this stream of consciousness that it's coming through at essentially super speeds to try to penetrate, right? It is a very, very fast descent. The descent into matter is one of the fastest movements um, that could, you know, it's, it's essentially immeasurable. It's so fast. Um, it's one of the fastest movements that is known to the universe because the distances, and I, I say, take the word distance with a, um, with, with a certain, um, you know, level of skepticism because there's, you know, time and space is, um, is an artificial construct, but essentially that descent is, it's a pretty drastic happening. It's a pretty dramatic event. What ends up happening is more often than not, when that one stream of consciousness starts penetrating or entering the matrix plane, it gets dispersed. So it doesn't come through as one condensed, concentrated stream of energy and just drops into a body. Unfortunately, what ends up happening is it kind of like gets split and it can get split into many, many, many different aspects and many, many, many different parts. So instead of being like one stream of consciousness, it like um, gets split into like a bunch of hairs or like it starts looking like spaghetti you know, for the lack of a better term. So like, it, um, you know, it can be like 30 different streams uh, that are coming through, 50 different streams or 100 different streams, right? Depending on um, what happened during that particular moment in time that the energy of your higher self descended into this plane. Now, it would only be half the problem if, you know, all of these streams magically or organically found a way into the one body that you're incarnating in and we're able to perfectly settle in and coexist as one 
condensed stream of energy. That doesn't always happen. There are many things that could happen uh, during that process. Um, I'm trying to think of like what would be like a good analogy. It's kind of like landing. You know, like when you're like, I don't know, like a spacecraft landing on the moon or like a spaceship landing on like a remote planet. Like you are trying to, as you're landing, like a whole bunch of stuff can go wrong, you know? Um, and the same, the same thing, like essentially with the energy of your higher self, like the process of anchoring into a body is a process of landing. And a lot of things go wrong during that stage. It's kind of like, like, I don't know if you guys know the statistics, but like the airplane accidents, they generally happen either at takeoff or at landing or like five, three to five minutes before or after, you know, essentially like after takeoff or like um, uh, five minutes before landing. Right. Um, Again, as a statistics, there's many, many different other possibilities, but in general and um, kind of like maybe that that that's what makes it a good analogy here. So obviously a chunk of your energy anchors into your body, but with essentially most of humanity, not 100% of what your higher self sent would be deposited into your body. A bunch of streams, a bunch of these like little spaghetti strands of the energy are going to be just kind of like floating around and hanging around, you know, your um, auric field or even your hometown, for God's sake. It could even be like, they, they could be completely disconnected to your physical body and can just hang out in the place that, like in, in the general place that you were born, like around your hometown. Because essentially the, everything is a, like a set of coordinates. So when your higher self is sending a stream of its energy, it's sending it to a particular set of coordinates within the matrix, right? It's a physical reality place. So everything has coordinates. And, you know, that's why chunks of your energy can get, stuck in stuck in the crystalline cells of the matrix around your hometown Uh, some of it can be even stuck around like your parents or like some other people that were present essentially at the time of your birth like all kinds of stuff happens all kinds of stuff Um, sometimes there are even pockets of energy that get created uh they look like pockets, so they look like spheres. I mean, depending on how you how you want to think about it, not to be too dogmatic, you can think of it as pockets of energy. That is your energy that um, you know gets condensed into some type of like shape um, that does not even look like a strand anymore, uh, and it's it like almost like becomes its own organism. But again, it's not anchored into your body. Why should you care? You know, I just went on a tangent like for 10 minutes of like what ends up happening. Why should you care? Here's why. When you hire self-plants an incarnation, there is generally, I mean, A, everything is measured really, really precisely. When you're born, whom you're born to, you know, where everything is like down to a T. Everything is a science. It's like a chemical lab. Like everything is so precise it is ridiculous, you guys. So the amount of energy that your higher self sends over is not at all random. As in, it has been measured and measured again and measured again in order to be able to provide you the best shot at the game they came here to play. So whatever your mission in life is, whatever your priorities, whatever the karmic knots that you chose to deal with, you, your higher self intended for you to have the right amount of energy, not too little and not too much. 
in order for you, you to be able to successfully tackle everything you came here to tackle. There is sometimes a little bit of a buffer that your higher self is going to assign to you because it does know that stuff happens, right? And the landings are hardly ever perfect and you're going to be, you know, by, by the virtue of this process, certain energy is going to be lost in translation and will, you know, to only be collected when you're going back essentially post the incarnation. However, that buffer is generally, it does not exceed 10%. And what I'm seeing with humanity is, you know, having between 30, between 30 and 60% of your energy not being anchored into your own body and into planet Earth isn't the norm. That is actually the normal state. So enough of you are walking, you know, the face of this planet having uh, essentially 40 to 70% of your uh, original energy. And, and, and that's it, right? Now, what? how does that manifest? In many, many different ways, right? Depending on what energy is missing, you may not be able to hit a certain subset of your goals or objectives, right? Because not all energy is created equal. Uh, you could be missing a particular type of energy that is, I don't know, like the energy of the overachiever, right? Or the, um, you know, the, the energy that is like courageous or something. And that type of energy, if that's missing, if that is, you know, aggregated in a pocket somewhere that is inaccessible to you somewhere around your hometown or God, no, around your mother, for instance, and still not anchored in, you know, in either body, it's not serving you, right? Um, so like you're, you're still going to have subconscious memories of the fact that you're supposed to be courageous, but you're like, oh, I don't know, just don't have what it takes. Like, where's my courage? Where's my courage? The funny part is your courage may be floating around in a pocket somewhere. I'm not kidding you guys. Uh, as I'm scanning the collective, some of you are like laughing. You think I'm kidding? I'm not even kidding you guys. My dear friend, please pardon this quick interruption. If you like our podcast, we ask that you please help us spread the light by leaving a review on Apple Podcast so that more people could discover our content. Thank you so much, blessed soul. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not it's not that great. And then like I mean no matter like uh, no matter no wonder so many um incarnations fail is because your energy is like floating around in ether, not even belonging to you fully. Not only that. There are two types of energies. I mean, there are many ways to skin the cat, but just bear with me for this analogy, right? There is dispersed energy and then there is focused energy. Essentially, all the energy ever existed, that ever existed, that will ever exist, um, can be divided into one of these two buckets. Dispersed energy and condensed, uh, condensed or focused energy. Dispersed energy feels like a cloud. Uh, focused energy feels like a stream, right? An example of a dispersed energy stream is magnetism. An example of a focus energy stream is electricity. What you need, and by the way, both of these energy types are necessary and extremely integral to the workings of the universe. However, you want to make sure that you are leveraging both of these streams and both of these types of energies, focused energy streams are really important 
when you're trying to accomplish something, when you're trying to accumulate something, and when you're, or when you're looking for a very specific result for a very specific project. So for instance, manifestation requires a focused energy stream. Achieving anything in the physical requires a focused energy stream. Nurturing a baby requires a dispersed energy stream. Because if you try to nurture the baby with electricity, your baby is going to not be very happy. I'm just saying. The process of anchoring is the process of combining, uniting, and condensing all of the different various energy streams that came through into the plane of existence from your higher self into this plane of existence from your higher self. And, and anchoring them into one single stream as homogenous as possible, as coherent and cohesive as possible. In a form of almost like an, elect an electric current and anchoring it with full force into this planet, so the fullness of you can come through, the fullness of you can uh, step into this incarnation, the fullness of you can start making impact into this plane of existence. This requires a condensed energy stream. Then, once your energy is anchored, through the anchor that essentially is your connection to Gaia, right? Gaia is a consciousness, you're a consciousness. Once you create an anchor or a link or a hook between the two of you, your consciousnesses are linked. You are joining a collective cosmic dance. You are able to co-create. You are able to live symbiotically. You are able to have energy exchanges. Gaia becomes your partner in crime. Gaia can sense whether you're hurting, whether you're you know, down, whether you're unhappy, whether you were depleted and step in and help you as the mother that she energy that she is. If you're not properly anchored into Mother Gaia, what ends up happening is quite the reverse. She does not, she's not able to read you. She's not able to tell when you're hurting or to what degree. She's not able to help you replenish your energy automatically as you sleep. She is not in a position to help you unless the entirety of you is fully anchored into the planet. And that is, my friends, the process of anchoring that I'm happy to teach you today. And that is the magic of a focused energy stream. Unless you are fully anchored or anchored to the full degree, you're only going to manifest at a portion of your potential. Because again, the energy of manifestation requires a focused energy stream. If you're growing anything, if you're trying to hit any goals, that requires an electric current. That requires a focused energy stream. You cannot produce a focused energy stream from a dispersed energy field unless you're actively focusing and able to focus that energy, if that makes sense. Now, what is grounding? Now, there are many definitions of grounding, but let me offer you one. In this particular case, once the process of anchoring happens, right? And again, drawing the anchor is creating a connection between you and Gaia. That process, if done properly, and that is a big if, can only be done once in your whole incarnation. That is the great news, you guys. This is one of those practices. If you do it right, you do it right, you don't have to repeat it. Hallelujah, your favorite. I know. Now. 
The process of grounding is very different. The process of grounding is essentially leveraging your anchor, right? And your anchor, by the way, is it connects you to a higher self and by the virtue of connecting you to your higher self also connects you to other higher cosmic energies, right? So it's your, uh, the stream, you know, that connects you to um, energy sources, right? So the process of grounding is the process of taking that cosmic energy and putting it to work on planet Earth in whatever way that serves you. It may serve you to take that energy stream and disperse it, right? Or it may serve you to take that en focus energy stream and, and send it to hit a particular target. And these are just the different versions of grounding. Essentially, grounding is taking either your energy stream or another energy stream that you have access to, and taking multiple energy streams that you have access to, and putting them to work on the physical plane of existence. Grounding is energy work. It's not just about being close to the ground. It's not about being close to the planet. And it's certainly not about making sure that your lower chakras are operating. Duh, it's a given. It's a given. Your lower chakras being in full alignment is a byproduct of being grounded. Or shall I say a precursor to being grounded? But it is not the means to an end. It is not the final goal. To be honest, to be honest, making sure that you're like, I don't know, root center operates or your sacral operates, that's not even like complicated, you guys. That is just like energy 101. Like that is something like a baby can do. So don't you tell me that all of you are working so hard on grounding just to get like those two, I don't know, two, three centers operating because that is not that complicated. What is a lot more complicated is, again, the process of grounding, which what, what true grounding is, is taking energy, higher cosmic energies, whether that's from your higher self or something else, some other source, and integrating it into the fabric of this planet this incarnation and this existence in the way that serves you. Whether that is a dispersed energy or a focus energy stream. If that makes sense. Because again, you need both types of energy, right? Unless your energy is grounded, right? So what happens if your energy is just anchored, but not grounded? And this is how I want you to imagine it. If the energy is anchored, like literally there is an anchor, Kind of like the, you know, the one that they have on ships, that kind of anchor that literally is connected to the soil of Gaia. You know, that is the anchor, right? The anchor, the existence of the anchor does not imply an energy transfer just yet. It doesn't imply that your energy goes into the heart of Gaia or into the, the core of this planet. It doesn't mean that your energy is being appropriated or put to good use. It just means that there is a possibility of that. The anchor is a possibility and a highway. It doesn't mean that that highway is being used. It doesn't mean that there is traffic on that highway. It doesn't mean that there are cars driving on the highway. You know, building a highway is important because unless you build a highway, no traffic and no cars can start running back and forth. 
However, just building the, the highway doesn't mean that everything is, you know, essentially operating, right? So you need to start creating streams, right? And so by the virtue of you working with the streams and creating these streams and putting them to good use, you can partake in the grounding exercise. Now, I want to give you a practice before um, going into the uh, question uh, Q&A session, if, if I may, right? Um, because, and this, this, this practice is going to be around anchoring. Anchoring is again, exceptionally important. And I also want to make sure we're collecting all of your pockets, all of your pockets, uh, of energy. And we are not squandering your resource around again, because so the people, depending on your energetic state, right. And depending on what happened with your particular energy, what happened when you came into this body, uh, you know, Essentially, there is no such thing as everybody is going through the same, um, you know, degree of um, anchoring uh, or the lack of thereof. So, you know, what I'm saying is each of you are on your individual paths. Each of you have your own energetic blueprint. The situation for each of you is fundamentally very, very different. Uh, but I'm going to be giving you a very general, you know, meditation today. And if you don't, again, like going back to like the big why, right? If you don't have all of your energy, you may experience fatigue. You may experience loss of power around achieving things. You may experience overall like like low levels of happiness, low levels of self-actualization, and then low levels of energy. I don't know if I don't remember if I said that, but like your energy is not going to be optimized as in uh, you just not you're not going to feel like you have what it takes to deliver in any area of your life you're always going to feel like you didn't you know you're somehow are not able to give it your best shot so it's just like that like level of like overall level of dissatisfaction with your life and you're not going to know how to fix it right and that could just be like a byproduct of not having all of your energy long story short trust me it serves you to have 100% of your energy it serves you to be able to anchor it into the fabric of this existence to the best of your ability, because that optimizes your chances to live a happy, fulfilled, healthy life where you're able to do what you said you were going to do. And when you feel like you are literally killing it, when you're feeling in balance, successful, happy, upbeat, energetic, ready to give, ready to take in the flow and all of the good stuff, all of the above, you know, you cannot experience the full abundance that this universe has to offer unless your energy stream is anchored properly because there is always going to be something missing you know our level of happiness is actually dependent on are we living up to our full potential if your potential is a hundred and you're living up to 10 you're never going to feel happy or fulfilled you know because you're kind of really missing the target over here, right? And our potential is always dependent on how much energy was sent through into this plane of existence by your higher self. Either way, ready for the exercise? I hope so. I hope so. Let's anchor those energies because this is the number one way to ensure that you are able to be fulfilled, happy, excited, and present, by the way in this game we call life. All right. Imagine that you are 
standing or sitting, you know, you want to close your eyes, you want to start breathing, you want to make sure that, you know, you have a good 10-15 minutes for this practice, you know, you don't want to be, um, you know, distracted by anything, because it's this hardcore energy work. And again, if we do this right once, we're never going to have to do this again. And that is just the beauty of this exercise. Imagine that you're standing somewhere up on a hill. And what you see is from the sky, essentially there's a sky and then there's the sun that's shining and it's a beautiful day. And essentially from the heavens, you see these like little spaghetti strands or like almost like hairs of energy and they're kind of just like falling down and you know they're falling to the ground you know like almost like the curtains made of spaghetti if that makes sense a little bit of a weird analogy but please bear with me because that is kind of like you know this is what your energy looks like it's not one stream it's like multiple smaller streams what i want you to do is start taking these little strands and start weaving them into a braid. And don't be very prescriptive. You really just, essentially what a braid is, the concept of a braid is something that's joined together from multiple different strands, right? So you want to like start braiding all of these spaghetti, uh, all of these straps into one braid, one master braid, right? This is going to, this braid is going to, you know, depending on, you know, how many streams you have, it may have hundreds of hairs, so like hundreds of these like little spaghetti uh, strands. And you want to start weaving them in. By the way, if you are worried about not doing this correctly, you're thinking too deeply into, into it. If you're worried that you don't know how to make a proper braid, you're thinking too deeply into it. Don't. Just allow yourself, like your instincts, to run supreme here. Like there is a memory that you have, that your soul has on how to do this right. So essentially you're just joining all of these disjointed and separated streams into one master stream, right? So keep doing that, keep doing that. And you want to make sure that every single stream that kind of like descends from the heavens, um, you know, into your vicinity, that you weave into this master um master braid right now you're going to reach a point where you feel like there are no other streams i promise you there is more you know so when you feel like 100 percent is done take three deep breaths and ask the universe to show you more streams because there's somehow always like that second you know iteration there's always that second second row or something um also you know as that happens you want to imagine like pockets of energy pockets could look like the actual pockets on on the clothing or they can look like spheres or like some i don't know certain shapes up in the sky and as you're focusing on the shape right now again remember these are the things these are the pockets of energy that never really got anchored into you know your body um and those are like pretty homogenous important pockets 
um, and they contain a lot of energy within. So they contain, you know, up to 100, if not a 1000 times more energy than each of the strands that you've just been weaving into this um, braid of yours, right? Um, as you're focusing on each of the pockets, and you know, um, you may have one or many pockets, you may have zero, actually. So just like pay attention to what you're seeing, trust your inner vision, trust yourself. Um, if um, hold on, and I, I hear a question from the collective. Hold on one second. I'm going to respond to that. Um, focus on the pocket. And then as you're focusing on that pocket, imagine that there are multiple, like it transforms itself and it starts actually, it flows down in you know, with the same spaghetti straps, like with the same straps, so like hairs of energy, just like the ones that you've just been weaving into. So like, you know, as you start paying attention to that pocket of your own energy, it transforms. It's like a shape shifter. And so the moment that it transforms into these little straps, you want to start weaving them into uh, the master braid one more time. The question that came through from the collective, what happens if I don't see any pockets anywhere? Two things. If you're worried that you're not able to see something or like your, you know, your inner vision doesn't work properly, just imagine things. Like imagine that you're making a braid. It's fine. It's going to work either way. I promise you. You just want to keep weaving until, you know, your gut feeling tells you otherwise. Like, you know, when your gut feeling tells you you're done, then you're done, right? If you cannot see pockets, don't worry. Don't worry. Just trust, right? Put out an intention to get rid of all of your energy pockets and unite all of that energy from all of these energy pockets into one big stream. The moment you put out that intention... The universe must make it happen, right? So there's going to be more threats for you to weave into the braid. So don't worry, you cannot do this wrong, literally. When you're done, imagine attaching an anchor to the very bottom of this braid. The anchor is really, really, really heavy. One thing you need to understand about the anchor is two things. A, it's crazy heavy because it has the weight has enough of the weight to be able to anchor something into you know a very low density plane of existence so it has to be heavy because essentially the rest of you the rest of your energy is quite light if I say so myself because it's high vibrational so you need a very heavy third dimensional anchor so you want to imagine that as like a heavy piece of metal whatever metal feels right but it is going to be heavy um, that's uh, you know that's one right be it kind of it is of this world right so the anchor is of this world right so you're trying to merge the two energies right there right so you're almost like adorning your braid with that anchor right and so the moment you attach the anchor you kind of like want to just like release it and drop it and the moment you drop it like remember again like your anchor is really really heavy it's going to fall and it's going to it's going to fall on the ground it's going to fall on 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 the earth right and it's going to like kind of like carry the weight of the or the lightness of the threads of your braid with it right so it starts to anchor those energies one thing i'll tell you is just the fact that the anchor has fallen on that ground doesn't mean that you're fully anchored yet worse yet worse yet uh, that first 
ground or whatever, you know, that first soil, uh, whatever you're sensing that that anchor fell on is probably not the deep enough layer or level that you need to anchor in. So what you want to imagine is that the weight of the anchor is almost like creating a crack in that surface. And as it does so, you know, that anchor is able to fall right through it, almost like as if a piece of metal was falling through the glass, right? Like, so it falls through to a layer, to a level that's a lot deeper into the soil. For some of you, there may be more layers that that anchor needs to go through exactly like this one, right? What you want to feel is you almost like want to zoom out and see. When you zoom out, there are like fake layers and then there is the actual Gaia layer, layer of the planet. The planetary layer, you know, once your anchor gets into that layer, it is like legitimately like getting into the fertile soil. When you zoom out, underneath that soil, there is not going to be any pockets of air. If you see a bunch of pockets of air or like just full like layers filled with air, that means that this is the false, um, the false layer, right? You cannot fully anchor into it. So you want to keep breaking the false layers through with your metallic anchor to get into the soil. The moment your anchor gets into the soil, how do you know you got it? Because it like anchors really deep into the soil. And not only that, but because this is Gaia, like it turns everything into living beings. The, uh, you know, the planet is kind of like going to hug your uh, anchor. And it's almost like it's going to start growing plants around it. Because there is no, no, no other way. Like, like literally Gaia is going to start making your anchor a part of its ecosystem. And as it does so, living things are going to start you know, being created around it. So you want to anchor it. And then what you want to see is this. We're going to do this exercise. Imagine, right? Because again, the energy of your higher self is vast, big, fat, huge. You are a multidimensional being with so many different skills, talents, past lives, facets to yourself, et cetera, et cetera. For most of you, enough of these facets remain unactivated. And that is actually a big no-no and that's a big danger. You want to bring, again, like what we stand for is bringing the fullness of who you are into this incarnation for the betterment of you and the betterment of people around you and the betterment of humanity. In order for us to do that, we need to bring in 100% of your assets and not just 20% of your goodness and, you know, like leave the rest for the other day. So your anchor and your braid are your tools right now right so the anchor is already anchored into mother gaia however we have just built the highway we have not we don't have the cars yet there is no traffic on the highway we need to create traffic what you want to imagine right now is that there are facets you know taps with water like almost like water energy taps or facets faucets, sorry, not facets, faucets in the sky. Apologies. Um, and as you're looking at that, you know, and there are many, many, many taps, many, many faucets in the sky. What you want to do is you want to open up those faucets and you want to, you know, each faucet w- would represent like a 
particular talent that you have or particular experience that you have, a particular past life that you'd really need, you know, especially if you lived great past lives, especially if you lived the past lives that you're really proud of. So each of these is like a particular unique stream of, the, of your consciousness, of the consciousness of your higher self. Each of these is a facet of who you are, like an angle of who you are, your greatness, your grandeur. So you want to open up, like kind of like imagine yourself running around and like opening all of these faucets in the sky. And as you do, each of them starts, you know, like essentially different streams start pouring out of these taps of these faucets. And each of them has like a color and like a, a particular vibration, right? And all of them, all of the liquid light that's falling, imagine that it is starting to fall on your braid and saturating it through and through. And it starts kind of like falling and like running around and like really starts dripping down and like falling down. And that is how you get traffic into the highway, right? So that's how you get higher energies of your, you know, higher energies of your higher self, you know, pardon the, the, um, um, the pun here, but, um, you know, you want to see them floating down, right? And, you know, kind of like sipping through to the level of the anchor. And as it happens, right, they, you want to allow those energies to go through the anchor and disseminate and spread around the earth, spread around the planet, right? And that is how you kind of like allow your energies to start partaking and participating into this incarnation and into the energy and kind of like get integrated into the planetary vibrations, right? Now, this is not yet a focus. Like, so once, like it's a focused energy stream as it goes through your braid, but as it enters the plane of Gaia, as it enters the planet, it starts becoming like a dispersed energy stream. Why? Because you want it to cover as much ground as possible. So you almost want to imagine that like this very forceful stream of energy starts, you know, separated, separating itself into like drops and little particles. And like it really disperses itself to cover as much ground as possible. So that like the full planet is saturated with your energies, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that is how you anchor really simple ish <laughs> simple ish right and then again the grounding process that we just did is you want to make sure that your energies are really kind of like enveloping and you know they really saturate Gaia right so we kind of did both in one exercise now I like I said grounding as you're doing this grounding exercise essentially you want to imagine right that these faucets, these taps are open, and then there is like this heavenly cosmic energy of your higher self pouring down the thread, uh, the threads, and pouring down uh, the braid, and then you're getting into the anchoring space, right? And then there is a choice, you know, there is a choice depending on what you want to do. Um, if you want to manifest something in particular. What you want to imagine, right? I'm just giving you options on how to work with energy. Um, once that energy goes through the anchor and sips into the realm of Gaia, you have an option of whether to keep that stream dispersed and whether to keep it focused. 
If you're trying to manifest something, you're better off keeping it focused. Um, if you're trying to manifest something in particular, new car, new job, new relationship, who knows what it is. Either way, imagine that that thing is being encapsulated in a sphere and that sphere is being planted inside of Mother Gaia. A focus, what you want to do is you want to send the focus energy stream straight from your braid through the anchor, through the soil, straight into that sphere that represents the thing that you want manifested. Because the fullness of your concentrated energy stream is going to fuel the creation slash manifestation of that object in real life. That is why you would want um, a concentrated energy stream. If you don't have a specific ask, if you don't have a specific thing you're trying to manifest, you might be better off you know, imagine that your energy stream is being grounded today in a very dispersed manner. Dispersed energy is the energy of the give and take. This signals to Gaia that you are in the receptivity mode. This signals to Gaia that you are ready to receive whatever gifts it has for you, that you're ready to stay with the flow, but your agenda is open. So it is a very, very resourceful energy state when you're able to trust the universe and when you're willing to go with the flow when you are you know able willing and interested in receiving as opposed to working hard for something or you know um going an extra mile right so it's just the part of the ebbs and the flows and you know there are there's actually benefits to different kinds of grounding you know that's you know not um uh Basically, depending on what you're feeling like in a particular day, you might benefit from one or the other. Um, I am ready to take a question from the collective. You know, anything that has to do with anchoring or grounding or anything that I have talked about today, if you felt that that wasn't clear, as long as it serves humanity at large, um, you know, feel free to ask me the question. I am uh, ready to receive the question. Anything on anchoring or grounding? Okay. Um, the question is, um, what, well, essentially one of the people that came through is having a hard time uh, with a grounding uh, exercise the reason being is the moment they start so where they get stuck is actually the moment they start dispersing energy right into the ground you know so like they got to the anchor part and they try they're trying to imagine and envision how their energy is being dispersed throughout Gaia but they feel like there are blockages you know that there are blocks and that energy is not able to go through. Um, and th those blocks, so it's essentially they're not able to fully co-mingle their own energies with the energies of Gaia. Um, couple of things, right? There, I mean, there are many ways that you could work with this. First, um, if you're able to see the actual blocks, you may want to unblock them. So there are a few reasons why this could happen. It could be something ancestral in this particular case, because sometimes, um, you know, Gaia, you know, doesn't have an equally good relationship with every single ancestry. So sometimes it is possible that 
if your relationship, the relationship of your ancestors with Gaia is not necessarily positive or, you know, maybe you've heard the planet, not you particular, sorry, your ancestors, you know, maybe there's some karma there to, to be resolved. Gaia is not very accepting or not immediately accepting of, of uh, you know, the energies of people from that lineage. So it doesn't mean that she won't accept it. It just means that you're going to have to work a little bit harder uh, at that. Sometimes, you know, doing an offering to the planet, you know, um, whether that's like to the ocean or to the forest, you know, like leaving certain things that like have, you know, contain large amounts of your energy and just like leaving it in the forest, like a little piece of something that belonged to you. Uh, ideally something that you made yourself, you know, whether that's like a little drawing or like maybe like a little, um, I don't know, um, something that you made yourself, like it could be like a little figurine, you know, like an offering could help. If you don't want to do the offering, if you don't want to do the old school way, you may just want to imagine that whatever those blockages are, there are spheres of white light and those spheres are working through any toxicity. And as those spheres are working through the toxicity, you will see those blockages removed and your energy is going to be able to start sipping through and penetrating into the fabric of this planet and commingling with the energies of Gaia. Thank you. I hope that's helpful. Um, do we have another question around grounding or anchoring? Anything else that anybody, as long as it serves humanity. The question is, how do I know, is there like a way to do a diagnostic? How do I know, you know, how much of my energy is anchored, etc., etc. Oh, there's one other thing. Sorry. Thank you for reminding me because I almost forgot. You know how you guys, it, not, maybe you don't know, uh, don't want to be assuming. Enough of you are obsessed with grounding exercises and enough of you feel like they have to constantly repeat the grounding exercises. Does it sound, doesn't sound like some, some, someone you know? <laughs> the reason being is when you're grounding, enough of you are not grounding 100% of who you are. Like you may be grounding like freaking 2% of who you are because like you're almost like the way it like looks like, um, you know, energetically for me, it's kind of like you're grabbing onto one of these spaghetti straps um, from the previous, you know, uh, exercise uh, that is floating in the sky and you're just grounding this one aspect of your energy. And and then like 98% of you is still ungrounded. That's why you have to like keep repeating those grounding exercises over and over again. And you still don't feel like fully grounded. You just still don't feel like you're fully impacting the physical. But um, in terms of, you know, doing a diagnostic, um, Yes, there's always a way to do a diagnostic if you're trying to understand, you know, how bad you are versus humanity. Um, you can definitely do the diagnostic. Um, here is, you know, like one quick way is to imagine that, um, like close your eyes, right? And imagine that, um, like imagine a lap tube. Um, and that lap tube, um, it's almost like um, it's emanated from, from the top with like light, and, and, and energy almost like like there's like a mini sun above that lap tube uh, pardon my analogy it's energy work so you're just gonna have to bear with my my weird explanations um the good news is it works um so you want to imagine the lap tube and what ends up happening is that lap tube is filled to some degree uh with this like 
hol- it's almost like holographic. It looks like plasma type of like energy. It like it's like a mirror like holographic energy. It's not white and it's not golden like holographic. Like essentially it contains the full spectrum, but it's it's still kind of like transparent energy despite containing the full spectrum of the rainbow within it. Uh, so your lab tube is filled to some degree with that energy. And then there are other streams right around that lap tube, almost like sun rays that are kind of like, you know, dispersed around the lap tube, but they are not that liquid inside of the lap tube. So you essentially can assess, right, how full versus how empty that lap tube is. But that lap tube, how full it is with that holographic liquid is a good proxy for how much of your energies you have anchored already, right? Um, For some of you, you may be able to request an exact percentage from the universe. And, you know, that percentage is going to be shown to you in like letters or numbers. Sorry, numbers generally. Uh, Very, mostly numbers, sometimes letters. You know, so that's one way. But even if you're not able to see the exact numbers, you're able to assess it. Like, you know, is it roughly like 30%, 40%, 70%? Like, is it mostly full, mostly empty? And like, you can... You can uh, assume that the rest, right, essentially is the energy that hasn't been anchored properly, right? And I will tell you that the average for humanity is 37%. As of right now, 37% is average, like in terms of like, it's median. Sorry, it's median, right? I shouldn't say average, right? In other words, there's work to do, you guys. There's work to do. Um, Yeah. Uh, great question, by the way. Uh, was there anything that you think is related to to this or anything at all that was confusing? Any questions, um, you know, that's going to serve humanity? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to listen. The question is, how do I ensure my energy is not being wasted? You know... So in other words, I go through all this anchoring. How do I make sure my energy is not being wasted? Really great question. I think that's actually a really, really fundamental question. It's almost like, um, you know, warrants like another episode. Um, Most energy that exists in the universe exists in its dispersed state. So even when your energy is going to be fully anchored, the more natural state of energy is dispersed, as in the default setting of your energy is going to be dispersed. Especially in third dimensional worlds, you're going to have to work pretty hard to make that dispersed energy into a focused energy stream. When your energy is dispersed, essentially you are going with the flow. And despite the fact that going with the flow, or rather the state of flow, is supposedly a really, really good resourceful state for humanity, it may not be so resourceful if your, you know, thoughts are not aligned with your best outcome. Because essentially, whatever flow you're going to experience, you know, whatever um, reality that you're experiencing in the outer world is completely correlated to the thoughts and feelings that you have on a daily basis, right? So if your energy is in a dispersed state, you are going to go with the flow with inconsistency in uh and in accordance with whatever your thoughts and feelings are that day, right? 
In other words, if you were to take control and caution and apply deliberate action towards the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that you're feeling, but specifically the thoughts because the thoughts birth the feelings and this plane of existence on this planet, right? And if you align those thoughts and those feelings to the best possible outcome that you want, if those thoughts are in alignment, then technically you have very little use for a focused energy stream, especially if you have patience, (laughs) right? Because eventually the state of flow is going to get you to that destination that is aligned with your thoughts and feelings. You only need a focused energy stream when you want to change your circumstance or when you want to apply pressure because you're impatient or you want things faster. That is when you want to start using the focus energy stream, right? The energy of manifestation requires a focus energy stream because it is deliberate work, energy work, and intentional, uh, an intention to create something in your life that is not yet there, that may or may not be yet in accordance with your thoughts, right? So it's, it's kind of like um, creation on steroids is, is manifestation, right? For that, you always need, you know, a focus energy stream. So the question was, how do I make sure my energy is not being wasted? Is make sure you always know what you want. I mean, that is the most most important, very fundamental question for you to answer, right? Enough people just float around in the grand scheme of existence in ether, so to say, almost like in the vast ocean without the end destination. They're just going through the motions. And they're just kind of like living the template. Like living the template is like the name of the game on planet Earth. You know, go to school, get married, have children, buy a house, or maybe buy a house, have children, and then, you know, retire and, well, essentially not much else after retire. Um, and, and that is quite sad because the template almost like determines the outcome or the lack of thereof, right? And that's why a lot of people feel like they're living somebody else's lives. It's like a, a planet of imposters, I hate to say. The, you know, the number one reason why your energy is being wasted is because you are in free-floating mode without the end destination. Not only that, but you don't even know who you are. That's why it's exceptionally hard for you to figure out what the d- destination should be. Because the who you are always determines what the way you're trying to go, not the other way around. The way you're trying to go doesn't determine who you are. It's the who first, then the where. Right? So... The best way to make sure that your energy is not being wasted is know who you are and know where you're going. Because if those two things, those two questions, fundamental, shall I say, are answered, then eventually you'll get there or you'll get close, right? Unless you, you know, essentially spoil your own ocean, spoil your own waters with like doubt and fear and, you know, all kinds of other disturbances, right? So the quickest way to make sure the energy is not being wasted is A, make sure you know where you're going. B, don't waste your energy on all of the things that are detractors, right? Which is exactly what I just mentioned. Low vibrational things taking are taking you away from your resource and are wasting away your energy, right? 
So all of the negative emotions, all of the negative thoughts, crazy drains for your energy. How do you make sure your energy is not being wasted? Don't be in the negative space of things, of, of thoughts or of feelings, right? And learn to proactively get yourself out of that space. Once you learn how to do that, once you practice that, then your energy is not going to be wasted. Um, I mean, there are others, right? Like make sure you're not feeding egregores. If you want to learn more about egregores, there's an episode for that. Egregores are energetic structures of groups of people or organizations. Uh, chances are you have at least a few, at least a couple, a few, maybe a few dozen feeding off of you at any point in time. If you, you know, just by the virtue of your existing on planet Earth. If you don't want your energy to go to waste, make sure that you're not feeding any egregores, any energetic structures that you not you don't want to be feeding. There are some energetic structures that you want to be feeding, such as your family. You know, there are some other energetic structures you don't want to be feeding, such as your ex-boyfriend, girlfriend. How do you make sure you don't feed those energetic structures? Cut the cords. You always want to be, you know, mindful of all the energetic cords that are sucking away your energy. You want to do the cord cutting exercises. You want to claim your energy back from the places, people, events, even past lives, all the other things that are no longer serving you, parallel lives, etc., etc. Because that is a quick way to get your energy to waste. Now, I feel like I went on a massive tangent <laughs> with this because, hey, you guys, energy, I can talk about energy till the cows come home. Um, at this point, you probably... <laughs> Um, you're probably, um, you could probably use a breather. I think you could probably use a little break. Anyhow, I hope that this was helpful to you guys. I hope that you will take the time to, you know, anchor in the fullness of who you are, the beauty of who you are onto planet earth. Um, I think we all came here to have a beautiful experience. I think we all came here to experience life to the fullest and, what better way to experience life to the fullest than to have the entirety of who we are or who we came here to be to finally show up and essentially, you know, live every day. Um, thank you so much for being here with me. As always, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Thank you for participating. Thank you for your questions. And I will see you again in a new episode. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please visit thisismaria.com for more insights and offerings from Maria and Sergey. It is T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A.com. We hope to see you in future episodes.